0: Let's go to Psalm number 86. And am I on? You hear me? A little more volume, okay. And uh, I know most of you have the New King James, so I'll let you all read tonight from the New King James Version. Psalm 86 verses one through 12. Read it nice and strong. Ready, set, read. to me, O Lord, for I cry to you all day long. Rejoice the soul of your servant. For to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. For you, O Lord, are good and ready to forgive and abundant in mercy. Yes. will answer me. Among God's is none like you, O Lord, nor are there any worse like your works. All, All nations, nations whom you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. For you are great and do wondrous things. You are alone, my God. Teach me your way, Yes, God. hallelujah 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 lord we bless your name in this house tonight and we thank you for this time where we can come together father god to worship and to hear your word oh god we thank you god hallelujah that as i open my mouth you will speak Lord, none of me, but all of you, O God. I want to speak as the oracles of God, Father God. So I'm asking now, hallelujah, that as I open my mouth wide, you fill it and let the people hear you. God, we thank you tonight that in this house, good ground is found. Good ground. It's good ground in this house for the seed of the word. And we're believing you for a hundredfold return on this word, God. I ask now that the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. You're my strength. I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen, amen, amen. You may take your seats. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, we are uh, just coming out of a great, great, great series uh, looking at revelation knowledge and contrasting it with, you can turn me down just a little bit, contrasting it with sense knowledge. And we know sense knowledge is any information that we get from the world. Anything that comes from the world, it's sense knowledge. Anything you receive by what you hear, what you see, what you taste, what you smell, uh, it's all sense knowledge. But we looked at that in comparison to uh, revelation knowledge, and that's anything that comes from the spirit to our spirit, the source of it is God. So, you know, if if that's the case, and I know when we come into this house that um, revelation knowledge is flowing. And it's been flowing for years. It hadn't just, you know, started because, you know, we were on that series about uh, revelation knowledge, but a lot of revelation has been flowing from a lot of people. You know, not just Pastor and myself. You know, one of the the one thing that I keep repeating, and I've repeated it since I've heard it, was I think it was Sister Barbara Odom that taught us about us being the flagship of his creation. And and really working with that and understanding that when I look at anything in creation, it should never uh, outdo me and so you have to stop and think about things in nature and you see things and when things come up in your life compare yourself to nature see this is how you work the word tonight I want to just show you how how you do this thing right you know so you you take that revelation that came and you say okay God if I'm the flagship of your creation you know why is it that when something goes wrong in me or a human is maimed there's no new limb immediately but a lizard loses its tail, and they get another one back. How, how is that right? How, how is that? You know, so you, know, you take the word that comes, you take that revelation. I don't like how I sound, so I'm too close or too. Yeah, where is the windscreen? Oh, thank you for finding that. Praise God, I wasn't going to be able to do this. Oh, Woo, I was going to leave. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Uh, bless God. So we're going how to learn how to work this word. And uh, Pastor kept saying something the past few weeks about we just have to switch over. And I know when you hear that kind of thing, you go home with questions. How? Okay, I got to make the switch, but what does making the switch look like? Um, what is the switch? So we're going to look at tonight how to go ahead and switch over and how to make this thing work and how to uh, live victoriously in this life. We're going to learn tonight how to put forth a united front. Say a united front. (laughs) Media, I gave you the definition of what a front is. A, A front is a line of battle. It's a zone of conflict between armies. So, you know, you've all seen what a front is. If, if you watch uh, westerns like I watch westerns, you'll notice that if sometimes there's a battle and they're in a canyon, right? And, uh, you know, the guys will be, you know, down in the, in the canyon. But there's a ridge up top. And whenever the, if you'll allow this, the white men were fighting the red men because that's what they said in the movie, right? Or, the, you know, they were fighting the Indians. You'd all of a sudden look up And there'll just be a whole line of Indians all along the ridge. And those guys who are hiding out down in the canyon, they look up and like, oh God, what do we do? They presented a front. They presented a front. So it's a zone of conflict between armies, right? It's a stand on an issue. You know, you can have a a front on education. You can have a front on the penal system. You can have a front, it's a stand on an issue but it's also an area of activity or interest progress. It's a movement linking divergent elements to achieve common objectives. So when you stage a front or you put up a front, there's an objective I'm trying to achieve, all right? So when we talk about uh, putting up a front or a united front, we've gotta understand that that's the only way we're gonna win, is that we've gotta stand united against all the wiles of the devil all right so if you're going to get anything done in life and I do mean anything you have to have a what we are just described here a united front a united line of battle okay Pastor Kim help me understand this okay anybody ever play the game Red Rover Red Rover all right so Red Rover Red Rover there was a chain of children right? And they're lined up across the field and they shout, Red Rover, Red Rover, please send whoever over. The person on this side has to try to run through and break the line, right, and make it to the other side. That's a front. So I need you to understand, get a picture of it. If you don't have a united front in your family, you're not going to win. If we as a church don't present a united front, we're not going to win. If this city does not present a united front, if this nation does not present a united front, it's impossible to win. There's got to be a stance that we all have when it comes to whatever issue arises in our life. There can be no division. Right? If that defensive line gets a hole in it or somebody slips and falls, what happens? The offense can run straight through. That's not the object of the game. The object of the game is if there's a running play that they put up such a wall that they gain no yardage. What we're trying to do in this realm is put up such a wall that the evil one cannot gain any yardage on us. gain any yardage on us in our physical man, in our spiritual man, and in our emotional man. Now, here's where the front has to be built. It's built up in your soul. See, we've worked on building up a financial front. Well, I'm going to save three months of this, and I've got my 401k, and I've got my life insurance policy, and I've got a little bit in the IRA, and I've got some CDs over here, and i got saving bonds. That's a financial front. We've done all of these things to make sure that we are, throughout life, financially secure. But tell me about your soul. Because the soul is where everything is gonna take place. Right? So, think about it. Since knowledge comes in through all of these senses or something out of the world, you see it and you have to process it where? In your soul. But the same thing happens with revelation knowledge. That's why, if we can just be honest with each other, we hear all of this revelation, we're watching it on YouTube, we're listening to it on on SoundCloud, we're playing it while we're sleeping on Roku. You know, you're doing all of these things, but it just seems like, for some reason, the engine's not turning over, or I'm not gaining any yardage, and we have to stop and ask why. The problem is, is that in our soul, there's not a united front. There's still a place where we're doubting, where we're questioning, where there's still for us holes in what's being presented. All right? Now stay with me now. Now listen, here's what we've got to understand. As kingdom citizens, as word of faith people, right, every day we ought to be manifesting. I said every day. How is that possible? What does Psalm 68:19 say? He daily loads us with, every day we ought to be manifesting something. If it's not anything, well I'm not gonna say but, but we should be manifesting revelation. We ought to know more today than we knew yesterday. We ought to be manifesting money, why? We're under a prophetic mantle. We're under a prophetic word right now that financial miracles are happening in our lives every day. So then why come on why aren't we seeing that come on. even in our physical body we should not be feeling worse today than we did yesterday why because his mercies are new every morning he is renewing our strength like the eagles come on so every day i ought to be getting better and better come on proverbs 4:18. 18 the path of the just does what? Grows brighter and bright, like the shining star, Goes brighter and brighter and brighter to the perfect day. So tell me when and where are we supposed to be losing yards? Nowhere. 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 But we've got to put up a united front, all right? Now, how are we gonna do this? We've got to settle the argument in our souls. Settle the argument. Now that's where the work is. The work is not in coming to church. The work is not sitting through an hour and 50 minute message. The work occurs when you leave here, when you go home, when you're riding in the car, when the, when, you know, when the pedal hits the metal, when the rubber meets the road. You gotta know where you stand. And here's what we're finding, that a lot of times We hear what's being taught. We hear what's being said. But when we go home and have to deal with our present-day facts or our present-day realities, all of a sudden we see that there's a breach in our wall. Well, no, Pastor Kim, I'm on because I'm doing it. Yes, there is. How do you know there is? Because the manifestation, the corresponding action is not there. Now, this is Wednesday night, right, and we can... We can be real, right, and we can dig, okay? You know, how do I explain this? It's like this. I'll never forget about four years ago, yeah, four years ago, we took uh, the kids, Mom and I and Grandma, uh, took the kids to the Strawberry Festival. And as we were walking through the Strawberry Festival, we hadn't been there long, Olivia dropped like a fly. Well, first she looked at me and she says, Mommy, I can't see. I said, what do you mean you can't see? So we stopped, and she said, Mommy, I can't see. You can't see. I said, hold on. Then all of a sudden, she just dropped like a sack of potatoes. EMS came over. We're looking like, okay, okay. what do we do? What do we do? And as she's going down, she's praying in tongues. But I'm looking at my child on the ground. Now, right at that moment, in my soul, I've got a decision to make. Not, I can't get to church on Wednesday. I can't get to church on Sunday and find out what pastor thinks I ought to do. Nope, right there at that moment, Kimberly Anderson, come on, preacher of faith, mother, I've got to make a decision. Right there on black asphalt in the sun, I've got, and my baby is on the ground. I've got to make a decision. Either I'm going to freak out, holler, get me an ambulance, take, because she's never been sick. Right there, I had to say, nope, nope, I'm not doing this. She came to get her a Gatorade, let's cool off, let's go on about our business. So I was was talking to them about this last night. They said, you know, Mom, we went and ate Applebee's, right? I said, we did what? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we just went and ate Applebee's, Like, like nothing, like, like nothing had happened. I mean, like nothing like nothing happened. Why? Because the moment that happened, something had to rise up in my soul. I had to decide, was I going to allow a hole to come in in my front line, or was I going to come on stand strong on the word that I knew? This thing is not under death. Come on here. Come on here. Come on here. This is only. come on here. And when she get, we didn't just run to the doctor the next day. We gotta understand. Oh my God, that this word it is truth. That this word works, but it requires us putting up a united front in our soul. Say a united front. I've gotta make a line so strong, so tough that nothing can get to me. See, you gotta get to a place, like I said, I watch westerns and they play a lot of poker on the westerns. My husband threatened me today. He said, hey, for our marriage, you need a western fast. I'm like, what? you sleep when I'm watching them, but whatever. But, at some point, if you're going to sit at that table, I notice, you've got to call the other person's bluff. I've never played, po- I don't know how the game plays. But I do know, at some point, you got to be man enough, woman enough, to call the person sitting across from you, you got to call their bluff. What I'm trying to get across tonight is, at some point, we've got to start calling the devil's bluff. We can't keep having him put us in the rope, putting, the, you know, knots on our head, you know, tying us up. No, we got to say, you know what? I call your bluff. If you're going to kill her, kill her. If you're going to make me poor, make me poor. If you're going to put me out, then put me out. If you're bad enough, you got to call his bluff. Because all he can do is bluff you. Revelation 14, 29 tells us that. That he is a deceiver. All he has is a bluff. All he has is a trick. All he has are empty words. So you got to get to the point that if you can, do it. That's right. And exactly right. If he could have, he would have done it already. That's right. 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 See, I'm telling you, when it when I I talk about that girl Olivia, you know, I remember I had gone to Dillard's. We were newly married. And I found out I was pregnant. I had gone to Dillard's one Saturday morning. And, uh, you know, we're adults. And I noticed I was newly pregnant, and I had begun spotting. (coughs) Whoa. Now, I know what they told me about this, and this ought not be so. So I called the doctor, because we weren't faith people. We were just good Christian folk. So I called the doctor, and you know what he said to me? Well, how many weeks are you? So I told him, he says, Well, go ahead and prepare yourself. The baby will pass. Oh. Go ahead. I mean, just that point blank, no need to come in. Don't go to the hospital. Don't, don't. He said, Just go home, lay down, because in a few hours, she's going to pass. You know, she didn't pass, right? <laughs> so I didn't. Say, you know what? He's at Bayfront. Take me to St. Pete General. Take me to St. Anthony. I, no, just go on. Well, it came time for her to be birthed. Time. Okay, Lord. We're ready. We're excited. Ultrasound. Final ultrasound at the hospital before delivery. Oh, God, the cord is wrapped around her neck. See, on that asphalt in Plant City, if you bad enough, do it. But see, you can't. See, because if you could've, you would've done it at six weeks of pregnancy if you could My best friend Bridget, it's over. Wow. He could have, but see, I'd already decided, and I didn't no right. you know about no faith. I'm putting up a united front. Yeah. That in my soul, this joy that I have, all I knew was my Baptist song. You didn't give it to me, and you can't take it away. Jesus. That's all I had. That's all I had. So I want you to understand with whatever you have, you can fight it. See, you might not be able to quote all this, but you know something. You formulated some sort of confession. You can put up a wall with what you you already have. But the key is, it's to build a wall, and when you build it, stand on it. Stand on it. Because, see, when you talk about the soul, the way the soul responds, and the world knows this, but they get it from the scripture. It's either fight or flight. It's either fight or flight. You're either going to do what 1 John 4:18 says. You're either going to let fear torment you, or you're going to let love cast out that fear. One of two things. Either you're going to get so scared, you're going to start running and running and running and running and running. Or you're going to let love do what it's supposed to do and cast that fear right on out. Say a united front. front. Say it again, a united united front. See, Jesus understood this and he taught it. Remember Matthew 12 when they were bothering him about casting out a demon? And, he, and they said, oh, he's doing this by the power of Beelzebub. He's doing it by the power of the devil. And he said, let me tell y'all something. A city divided against itself cannot stand. Listen, you divided against yourself, you cannot stand. Can Satan cast out Satan? No. You divided within yourself. Wednesday, Sunday, two-hour spans... Yeah, pastor, yeah, Lord, got notebooks full of everything. (laughs) I mean, boy, I got so many notebooks. I was in the garage. I'm like, oh, my God, there's more notebooks. But do you know when it clicked? When I stopped with the notebooks? Either I'm going to write it or I'm going to do it. Now, hey, if you write, and I know there are people who go back home, But it was just notebooking, writing and writing and writing and writing. Now, if the man of God says write this down, then you need to write that down. But all of this note-taking we're doing and all of this ink we're wasting and all this highlighter we're doing only to go home and to do nothing, screenshot, yeah, we got real fancy. (laughs) And you're not doing it. You're putting holes. Come on now. Holes in your front. Holes in your wall. Holes in your defensive line. You're going to get ran all over. That's right. Yeah, right. They're going to be scoring on you oh. one in and after the next. <laughs> You're going to be tired of getting beat, right? So we got to go ahead and settle these things in our soul. I mean, we got to settle it in our soul. Not settle it. Listen, not settle it at church. Not say what you think me and pastor want to hear you say. Come on. That don't work you gotta settle it say god okay here's what your word says i'm gonna stand on it when pastor taught that that message it it sounded so cruel (laughs) what's the worst thing that can happen you die (laughs) what's the worst thing that can happen you're broke tomorrow have you been broke before what's the worst thing really what is the worst thing that can just think about it but all right so here's what you got to understand real familiar with the program is that when information comes in even when it's revelation it's not your revelation it's not your your revelation. revelation it's his revelation it's my revelation or it's whoever's teaching revelation but it's not your revelation until you've gone home and you've gotten it to settle in your soul and now in your soul it's truth you know allergy season comes and goes right and people have different types of allergies you have to settle in your soul right here because there are all sorts of wild things that they can do to help you with those allergies You know, you can go get shots every, you can go get shots every week to to help you. But you got to say to yourself, what is this really going to do? Can itchy nose and sneezing and water eyes kill me? But taking all of that Claritin and Allegra and it can. Do you know how many people I know who have blood pressures consistently over 100 and something and 100 and something and they don't take anything? And they never die. Nor do their kidneys ever get blown out. Oh, no, yes it is, yes it is. If you say so. My cholesterol level, my cholesterol level, my cholesterol level, my cholesterol level, my... Do you know there is no scientific proof between a correlation between cholesterol and heart disease? It's a new test that they can charge you for. Do you know fibroids won't kill you? An enlarged prostate won't kill you. But it will, if you say so. If within your soul, you are saying, the Lord, you are my healer, and then you get to the doctor's office and you say, oh my God, doc, what I need to do. Oh God, doc, how long is this gonna be? Oh it will, you will go broke if you in church and said, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. And then you get home and the moment the child asks you for Culver's, you damning your own checkbook. Where you think money come from? You think money grow on trees? Every time I look up, you asking for something. You ain't never... What, they just... They just, I, they, just want, they just want custard. They just want... Did you really just put a hole in your front? Because you said... Listen, I don't tell my children no. And can I tell you something? <laughs> and they don't ask for outlandish things. Because if you teach them, they'll begin to understand seasons and times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly Listen, their favorite good. store is Target. Do you think I bother them girls? I bother them? I want some new jeans. Well, you want them? Let's go to Target. Let's go to HMM. Get in the car. Let's go. Five dollars, four dollars, six dollars, three dollars. They know their season. They know their, I said they know their season. But what I will not do, I will not say, no, you can't have that. I will not say, I can't afford that. I will not. See, I'm going to call the devil's bluff. I'm going to the mall because my child said they need some jeans. I'm going to the store. And when I get there, I said when I get there, and if they're not at that store, it's okay. Because somewhere in that is jeans that can come out of this one right. not out of some supernatural crazy right. now can God do it yeah. he certainly can yes. but what I have found is is that when you're learning faith and you're operating in faith he'll bring things right on down I said he'll bring things right on down I'm saying he'll bring those big old things right on down to where you can say bam I'll take that But if I keep saying, I said if I keep saying, if I won't ever get up and go, if I won't even look, now I've already, I've lost the battle, all right? Now, so I told you, you've got to make what you're hearing your revelation. You got to get it through the filter of your soul. You got to keep working with it and keep working with it until you actually believe it. Not that you can say what pastors said. That's not revelation because you are rote repeating. You know, here's how you test kids. Everybody, oh, my kid is so smart. Watch him say his alphabet. Or he he knows all his alphabet, or she knows all of her numbers, and they bring them to me. See, I know the trick. I know when they've memorized something through rote memorization but then I don't ask them A through Z. I'll pick that letter, I'll pick that number, I'll pick that shape, all over the place, why? Because I don't need you to just be able to recall what you've memorized. I need you to tell me you actually know what C looks like, you actually know what, you, I need to know that you know, because see, you'll go to school and they'll figure out, you don't actually know, come on. you see what I'm saying? So the same thing when we're operating by faith, the devil will find out what you really know and what you've just been doing via call and response. See, I just we're a faith camp. It's just our call and response gets a little fancier and a little more creative. We're not saying a charge to keep. I have no. We're saying, oh, the blessing of the Lord, make it rich. Oh, He became poor that I. We got these new catchy things that sound so great, but can you actually walk it out? All right. So a united front let's move on. So we know from our definition that pastor gave us that revelation knowledge is information revealed to our spirit from divine sources. But I'm going to just add this little addendum. Once it gets past your soul. Once it gets past all of your past experiences, yes. once it get, you know, gets past all of your, your, your beliefs and your misconceptions and your upbringing and your traditions and get past the person who you think is an authority on something. See, Revelations has got a lot of things to, to make it past, all right? Now, we've got to in our minds. Let's go back to uh, Psalm 86 and verse 11. So you know where I'm getting this from. It says here. Teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Look at what David said at the end. Unite my heart to fear your name. So that means that my heart has got to be one. It's got to be singular. It's got to be united in the fear of the Lord, all right? Now, let's look at James chapter 4, verse 8. And I'd like that. I think I sent it to you in the voice translation yeah look at this Oh, it says come close to the one true God and he will draw close to you wash your hands Uh, you have dirtied them in sin look at this cleanse your heart now that sounds like your heart needs a bath but no that's not what it's saying look at how it's going to cleanse your heart because when you talk about purifying the heart it means getting out any impurities getting out any doubts getting out any questions look at this it says because your mind is split down the middle Your mind, your soul, is split down the middle. Look at this. Your love for God on one side and selfish pursuits on the other. See why sometimes manifestation becomes really hard and because we really don't see anything? Because on one side, I got this love for God. I got this love for his word. I I mean, I like this message we're hearing, but on the other side, I've got this thing that I really want to do, or this thing that I'm really comfortable with, or this knowledge base that I've developed and I know how to work with it, and I'm not ready yet to let that go. So what happens is, is our hearts become a confused mess. So when the devil steps in and he wants to jug at you, he's going to show that man, you're divided right down the middle. And can I tell you something, very rarely is it 50-50. Not in my experience. In my experience, it's been, you know, a little more 60-40, a little more 70-30, with the greater being on the side of selfish pursuits and the lesser being on doing what God wants you to do. All right? Now, we got to get to the place where we love this word, we want this word, We believe this word. we got to get to a place where in our hearts the arguments are settled, right? Now, how am I going to get my heart to become one? How am I going to make this thing work? Go back to Proverbs 86 and 11, and let's read it in the Message Bible. 86 and 11. I'm sorry. Psalm, thank you. 8611 look at this train me O God to walk straight then I'll follow your true path look at this put me together one heart and mind then undivided undivided I'll worship in joyful fear see that's going to help you keep your countenance right. right see I heard pastor a few you know a couple Sundays it's been really about three Sundays he's kind of had to push on us push on us because we punchers. <laughs> that was her, not me. Because our countenance, it tells on us. What does our countenance tell? Countenance doesn't tell, oh, she's having a bad day. No, you know, countenance is really showing what's going on in your soul. That your soul is divided. That I hear what you're saying, man of God. Praise team, I hear you. Praise team, y'all gotta keep pushing people. You can't push a person past their soul. You can't play them past their soul. You can't hug them past their soul. You you just can't. We've got to get to a place where it says, okay, God, I'm done with this divided person, this schizophrenic person that I am. And God, I'm going to worship you in joyful fear. Why? Because I'm now one heart and one mind. Now, why is it important to settle all of the questions? Let's go to James uh, chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. I think I sent it to you in the Passion Translation. Listen to this. Why is it important to go ahead and get this soul unified? It says, when you are half-hearted and wavering, it leaves you what? It leaves you what? Can you really expect to receive anything from the Lord when you're in that condition? You can't. Let's read in the New King James Version, the, the familiar one. Can you really expect to receive anything? For let not that man suppose, look at this, that he will receive anything. Uh uh-uh, say it again. Anything. anything from the Lord. So we gotta settle the argument in our soul. We got to go ahead and say, you know what, Lord? Tonight is the last night. No, I said tonight. Tonight. Not Sunday, not tomorrow. No, God, tonight is the last night that I'm going to wrestle with what you're saying. Tonight is the last night I'm going to walk out of this church questioning the man of God. Tonight is the last night I scoff and mock the word of God. If you said it, that settles it. Pastor and I made that decision one night sitting in our room. We said, Lord God, if your word says it, we're gonna believe it, whether we understand it or not. Period. If you say it, we're going with it. And we'll worry about understanding it later. But here's what we know. That if you set your heart to please him, he's going to make sure that that understanding comes. He's going to make sure that you'll turn on a broadcast or dad will come into town and you'll just be sitting at a lunch. And all of a sudden, this answer that you needed just falls from their lips. God's going to make sure because he doesn't. Listen, he wants us to get understanding. He doesn't want us walking around just blindly doing things and not knowing why. He doesn't want us in a confused state. He says, listen, I see you want this. No, I I say you want this. Now let me help you understand it. And then before you know it, not only are you just being obedient, but now you understand it. You know why I'm doing this. Amen? Oh, yeah, I need these. Praise God. Who who laughed? You laughed? It won't be long. <laughs> All right. So we can be unified in evil. We can also be unified in good. Remember, the Bible talks. You'll see it this this phrase. Uh, especially I think it's in the book of Genesis, chapter six, where it talks about their heart is evil continually. Yeah. You know, uh, you read over in Proverbs about the person sitting in the sanctuary. On the verge of total ruin you can really be at a place where you don't know you don't see it you don't get it because you don't want to remember pastor when we're talking about the beginning of the year about seeking souls and and really giving God his great harvest and he began to teach us about people in this world being blinded because the God of this age has blinded them. Well, I wanna know, God, I need to understand this. Why are they so blind? Well, it this because, if you read the previous verse, because they keep rejecting truth. Do you know if we keep rejecting truth, we will keep walking around gradually going blind? Mm-hmm. Till you get to a place where you got up and you came to church, but I don't know quite why I'm here. And so, what'll happen is you'll come and you'll sit. Then you'll just take off next Sunday. And then we'll get to the place where we see you two Sundays a month. And then you'll stop serving. And then there's one Sunday. And then you go from the fifth row to the tenth row. And then we just never see you anymore. Why? Because the God of this age will blind you, he will settle the argument for you. I said, he will settle the argument for you. That he'll keep putting situations, and sending trials, and sending circumstances, and you keep rejecting, rejecting, well I ain't doing that, I'm not tithing, I'm not sewing. I'm not serving, I'm not confessing this, I'm not doing that, and before you know it, you're walking around in complete darkness questioning you'll get even to the place where you're questioning if god is real mm. Mm. does god even exist mm. did jesus really come mm. is jesus for the black man mm. should we all really be muslim yeah. oh the black man is god mm. how do church people get there they just keep rejecting truth until their heart is completely unified on the wrong side But if we keep accepting and receiving this truth and cherishing this truth and understanding that revelation knowledge is a precious treasure, man, you'll look up and on the other side, man, you'll be full of light. Why? Because your eye will be single. All you see is the truth of his word. All right. So go to Proverbs 22 and 4 for me. David said over in Psalm 86, 11, he said, unite my heart to fear your name. Unite my heart to fear you. But why, why, why is it important for me to settle these debates and these arguments? It look, go back there, look at this, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. Now that by seems like just a simple two-letter word, not a big deal. What it is, media? I think I sent that to you. That word bias, is Hebrew sixty-one eighteen. The word "akeb," which means consequence, gain, or reward. So the reward. I said the reward of humility and fearing the Lord is what riches, honor, and life. Go back to Proverbs twenty-two and four for me. The reward of it, the consequence, the result. Of being humble and fearing the Lord are richest honor in life. Now go one more place. Go to Proverbs chapter fourteen, verses twenty-six through twenty-seven. But let's see them in the Amplified Classic version. In the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord, there is a look at that a strong confidence. Look at this, and his children shall all. And his children shall Always. have a place of refuge. Verse 27. Reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord is a what? The is a what? The that one may avoid the snares of death. The consequence. See, this is why you want your heart united. David knew what to ask. You know, we learn from the book of Acts that David was a man after God's own heart. David knew what we really need to get to. Okay, God, I got these enemies. I got all this stuff going on. But here's what I really need to have happen. I need you to teach me how to walk in your ways. I need you to unite my heart. Look at what happens because he understood if my heart is united in the fear of the Lord, if I settle all the questions, all the arguments, and I just decide I'm going to walk this thing out, here's what I'm going to get. Riches, honor, and life. My children are gonna be safe, and I'm kept from the snares of death. That's right. I got a feeling that every issue and problem in your life can be put under one of those categories. That's right. You either got a money problem, an honor problem, a health problem, or a family problem. Period. Well, we need a car, that's the money problem. I got God on my big toe. That's a health problem. Yeah. Those children acting up, they're a child problem. But see, if you get over in the fear of the Lord, your children will be kept what? Save. Save. The devil can't bother them. Come on. Come on. He can't get to them. What can kill you when you have the fear of the Lord? Mm. Exactly. See, see how quiet that, see how quiet yeah. that was? Yeah. See how quiet that was? Because we've been trained to think cancer can kill us. That's right, that's right. We've been trained to say diabetes left unchecked can kill us. We've been trained to say heart disease will kill us We've been trained. So when I say what can kill you? nothing. And there's no indictment none whatsoever because it's got to get through your soul Your soul has been conditioned to believe that certain things come and your only response to it is death But how many people do we know have defied death? But see, if we meditate more, I said if we meditate more on the negative than we do on the positive, Stop reading the ads in the magazines talking about how many people breast cancer kills and won't you go on and listen to all these testimonies Kenneth yeah. Copeland has and Andrew Womack has and Dad Derber has that talk about how many people are living and thriving with a cancer diagnosis yeah. but see if you meditate you get questions and so when the Bible comes along and says Reverend and worshipful fear of the Lord is a fountain. Do you know fountains don't run out? Fountains not like a pitcher or water bottle. See, you buy a 22-ounce water bottle, you get 22 ounces of water, and that's it. But if you have a fountain, you can keep going back and drawing from it and drawing from it and drawing from it. Why? Because it doesn't run out. It says, and that one may avoid I said that one may avoid the what snares of death what can kill me but see we've got to work on that we've got to work on that alright so this is why we need our heart united to fear the Lord because every problem we have the fear of the Lord will fix it the fear of the Lord is a reverent worship and respect for him where whatever he says, listen, my children can't say they revere me and respect me. And if I ask you to do something, you don't do it. it is, or if yeah. I tell you something, you don't believe it. it See, back in the day, parents would say, Oh, you calling me a liar? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh you calling, oh you calling me I mean that was almost the worst thing. I mean if you if you question anything, oh you oh, oh you you calling me a liar? Well, what happens? What are we saying to God? Yeah, come on. When he says, with long life I will satisfy you, but the doctor said, come on. but Lord, the doctor, oh, you calling me a liar? Come on. Hebrews 4 tells me he can't lie. Right. He can't lie. It's impossible. But every time we hear a word and we take and trade what he says, what Revelation says, for what sin says. We call him a liar. Now, you're a pretty bad person to stand in the face of God and say you're a liar. But see, that, that, that in our hearts, we lay in bed at night. We sit up on the sofa at night. We pace the floor at night. You know what I'm saying? We drive in the car. We sit at the cubicle in the office, constantly back and forth. God is truth. God's a lie. God is truth, God's a lie. God is truth, God's... I don't do that, yeah. Yeah, we do. I said, we do. I said, we do. Because see, every level you go to, there's gonna be a new set of challenges. Every level you go to, there's a new faith work, a new word that's needed, a new revelation. Oh no, there's nothing. Yeah, you're gonna need a bigger word. Because that little hunky tonk word, you know, that you had your toenail regrow after you stumped it. It's not the faith you're going to need, come on now, when something big. I mean, that studio apartment rent is not the same level of faith you're going to need for that waterfront house. If you think it is, you're going to get put out. Put out. So we got to come on. We got to decide tonight. tonight. Tonight, I'm not giving anybody till tomorrow. Tonight, we are deciding. God, if you said it, that's it. My yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, Pastor Kim, you don't understand. I'm scared. Yeah, you're scared because there's an argument. But if you go ahead and get in this word, those arguments will die, all right? Listen to this from the ICB. Proverbs 22, 4 in the ICB. This is the children's Bible, which is probably one of my favorite versions. It says, respecting the Lord. Look at this. And not being proud, I said, and not being proud will bring you wealth, honor, and life. Pride comes before what? Destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. But if you go ahead and say, well, I'm not proud. Yeah, you're proud. We've all, you know, pride is simply thinking you got this. That's all pride is, I got this. That is all pride in its simplest, basic form is, Lord, I got this. No, I'm not going to pray about that. I've got this. Lord, no, I'm not going to meditate this word. I got this. Lord, I'm not going to do anything. I got this. This makes sense. This is how my mama did it. I had an uncle growing up. He passed. He went on to heaven. Amen. I'm hoping he went on And uh, he was the wealthier uncle. You know, everybody got that one that kind of go up north and they make it. And, uh, man, that guy would talk about God. He would say some of the worst things. So I don't think he made it, but that's not for me to judge. I wasn't there on the deathbed, so I don't know what happened. But my hope is that he did. But, I mean, when he came into town, everybody stopped in their tracks. You just wanted a minute with him. You want him to tell him how to you want him to tell you how to do something. Show me how you got that house. Show me how you paid for that. Show me how you, you know, you're able to tip like that. Show me, man, unc, tell me something, um. You know what, Uncle died? He was broke as a joke. Because all flesh I said all flesh is as grass. The, the grass withers and the flower fades away. So all of the knowledge we think we have that we take so much pride in. We take so much pride in. See the moment a child tells you, I got this, I can tie my shoe, you pop them. No, I'm not gonna know I'm not gonna pop. Yes, because they're already telling you, I don't need your help. I've got this. You can't let that develop. Now, I'm not saying you cripple them and you do everything for them, but what I'm trying to tell you is you can't let them begin to act that way because it'll keep going. It'll keep going. You're trying to help them with their homework, and they're doing it wrong over and over again. Well, let me, ah, I got, oh, oh, oh. I've been trying to tell you, oh. So we got to get that out of our lives. Get that out of my vocabulary, get it out of my mouth. You don't got this because if you had this, you wouldn't be broke, you wouldn't be sick, you wouldn't be mad, you wouldn't be frustrated, you wouldn't be crying, you wouldn't be frustrated, you wouldn't be depressed, you wouldn't, man, you'd be skipping through every day. If you got this, so. so, We need a united heart. Unite my heart. Mm -mm -mm. We need the fear of the Lord. So everything we need falls in the fear of the Lord. This front is something else. So David understood when he penned Psalm 86 what it was going to take to get that front united. To put up a barrier that nothing can get through. Here's what he said. Number one, talk to God. Talk to God. The whole first seven or eight verses is him just talking to God. Stop talking to your friends. They are dumb as you are. <laughs> Respectfully submitted. You know. I mean. Oh, let's do lunches so we can talk about this. They trying to pay their mortgage just like you trying to pay yours. What, if, what information they gonna give you? They can't. They talk to God. I said, talk to God. We're not talking to God enough. I said, we're not talking to God enough. Yeah, you know, we spent so much time. Oh, man, Instagram has just gotten so out of control. Does anybody agree with me? I mean, I don't use it, but my kids do. And they tell me all this stuff that you can now do. I said, oh, God, people are never going to put their phones down now. Now they got Instagram movies, you know, they got these new feeds, they got Instagram chat just came out, now you can chat through Instagram, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, people are never going to put their phones down. But if we don't, we can never talk to God. But why do I want to talk to God? David said it back over in Psalm 86, he said, oh, he says, listen. In verse 7, he says, In the day of my trouble, I will call upon you, for you will answer me. And we know from Jeremiah 33 and 3, when you call unto him, he'll answer you. And he don't just answer you like, hello. He says, no, let me show you great and mighty things you did not know. God will begin to show you where the hole is. If you just spend some time talking to him, he'll tell you, hey, boo, Listen, you keep messing up in this area, and if you would just cut that out, you can wake up tomorrow and all of this be fixed. Hey, I'm telling you, he'll tell you something like, you and that chai latte, stop it. Stop the child latte and go ahead and get you some Lipton family sized tea bags, right? And make you some tea in the morning and that cup that you spent $20 for, fill it up with some ice and fill it up with some tea and take it with you to work. Stop buying Starbucks nasty tea. <laughs> I'm telling you, God will talk back to you. God, I don't know where my money keeps going. Go talk to him, he knows. I don't know what's wrong with my child. Listen, when they close that door, God knows what they're doing. Go talk to him. Talk to God. He'll tell you. Get up. Going down that hall right now. God my my marriage. Come on. Oh, you know. Talk to God. Don't call nobody for for goodness sake, don't call California readers. Oh, babe, they got a, a TV, sh- California readers. You can call these people for a reading, like Miss Cleo. Oh. Don't call those people. They'll talk to you, and don't call that girl with that little bitty skirt on, talking about I'll talk to you all through the night. Don't call her. Don't call her. You're going to be in trouble. No, when you need somebody to talk to, talk to God. That's what David did. Don't call that old boyfriend you broke up with. I just want to talk to you because I ain't got nobody to talk. Don't call him. Talk to God. Who are we talking to? God. Well, Pastor Kim, can I just get a minute? Talk to God. Cause I'm gonna ask you to talk to God. Uh, <laughs> what God said? Uh, well, what God said? Cause I got a family too. I got a husband too. I don't have as many bills, but there are still you still got to put that money out. Talk to God, and then if you need some extra help. Then you come to the man and woman of God, or an intercessor, and you talk about what God, or your flight team, your flight team leader, yes, talk to them. but flight team leaders, make sure they're talking to God. Talk to God. Now, newbies don't know how to talk to God. So you might have to direct them on talking to God. Okay, come on, girl. We, let's talk. You gotta coach them. Okay, let's sit down. Okay, girl. We gonna ask God, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Shaniqua is having it. You know, God. Hey, Father God, tell me, tell me what you would have Shaniqua to God. What would you have Shaniqua to do about this, Lord? We're believing you for an answer in Jesus' name, and then just sit there. So you gotta teach them how to sit. Just sit. Don't do all that talking. Right. All that talking, you're not set up for three. I ain't got three hours for anybody outside my husband. Because <laughs> my children know after about 30, 40 minutes in my room, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> They get so, they're like, "Oh, mama, you really want us to go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but do you know God? God will lay there with you and talk with you as long as you need to talk. He'll talk with you. He'll talk to God. Say, I'm going to start talking to God. Don't worry about anything, pray about everything. With thankful hearts, offer up your prayers and requests to God. Philippians 4 6 in the CEV. Pray about everything. Worry about nothing. Let your request be made known to God. You need a car, talk to God. Stop throwing all of these little faith hints out to people. I show need, I show need. No, don't tell me. Don't tell me. All right? Remember, with humility and the fear of the Lord, right, riches, honor, and life, there's a refuge for my children, right, and I am saved from the snares of death, right? I found a fountain of life. I hit the big payday, okay? Hit payday, all right? Now, the next step is recognize the need for teaching and training in the things of God and value it. I said and value it recognize the need for go back to uh, Pro, uh psalms 86 and 11 for me look at what he says here he says teach me your way O lord teach me your way teach me when you wake up on sunday morning you coming in here on wednesday night lord teach me teach me now you don't stop with teach me you go to the next clause, and i will walk in your truth Every time when you look in the Old Testament and you see that word here is not just listen. That here is the Hebrew word Shama, which means I'm hearing with the intent of doing. I'm hearing with the intent of doing. Stop coming to church, hearing with the intent of letting this mess go and going to eat some fried chicken. And I heard Pastor, but Pastor don't live like I live. we did live like, and we didn't like it so we talked to god about it right. and then we let him teach us we, i said we let him teach us we let him dial us all the way back to oh to, ooh, it was just pitiful we let him dial us all the way back to pitiful y'all come on y'all let's i'm gonna be real everybody was so glad to be oh our little children when we had the big Yukon. But nobody wanted to come outside and listen to us when we had the minivan. Oh, let me hear your, let me hear your engine with the minivan. Anybody want to? We can hear from inside. <laughs> nobody, no, 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 really. No, really. No, really. No, really. Oh, Pastor Kim, oh, I like that purse. That's a Gucci, I like that. Oh, Pastor oh, you got another Gucci? Oh, I like that. And they were real Gucci's. They're all gone now. They made, became seed. Praise God, got me out. <laughs> but when I was getting stuff out of Bell's Outlet with the yellow sticker, the green sticker, and the, it was making my mom cringe. She was just. But I wasn't gonna take her stuff. I wasn't gonna. If I went over there and said, "Give me one of personal money, your bag," she'd have just said, "Girl, take two. God was working on something and I had to trust the process. I said he was working on something and I had to trust the process. I had to trust that what he was doing was working for my good. I mean, we could have used the same faith to pay off that truck as we did to send it back and to believe for that balance to be paid in full. We don't owe them for that truck. So if anybody says, oh, they, they still pay, no, we don't. Paid in full. Huh. Do you see what I'm saying? But, but you got to understand that when God teaches you something, you got to value the teaching. Right? Don't come in here and go to sleep. I said don't come in here and go to sleep. I said don't come in here and go to sleep. Don't come in here and go to sleep. Don't come in here and go to sleep, go to sleep because that means you don't value the teaching. How would y'all feel if we showed up at 11 a.m.? Praise team, just keep singing. We'll get here after a while. I, I, I wanted to add some color to my hair before I came to church. No, really, how would you feel? How would you feel if we didn't value your time enough to just walk through the doors anytime we willy nilly felt like it? How does God feel? Get past how we feel about it. How does God feel when he's ready to say something and you're not here and alert, looking like he was actually going to show up? Can we look like we value the teaching? Recognize the need for teaching. David said, Lord, teach me your way. Teach me your way. Because this is the true act of humility. I'm saying to God, when I say teach me, I'm saying to God, I don't know. God, I don't know. Stop faking me and pastor out because you're not doing a good job. Just tell us, pastor, I heard you, but I don't get it. Tell me how does this work? I don't get it. And I guarantee you, you'll get further by asking than walking around pretending like you're getting it because the devil's going to make sure you're shown up. Right. 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 Then you got to come, you know, dragging and looking all pitiful. Hey, I just kind of want to let you know that. Why didn't you just say, Pastor, I don't, I don't understand this. This is, this is sending me in a tailspin. And oh. Right? This is how you make the switch. I said, this is how you make the switch. You start saying, God, teach me your way. And you start telling the world, I don't want to hear your way. Right. I mean, it's amazing how the man of God who's out of debt, right? Yes. Right? right. owes nobody nothing. Right. Prosperous. Yes. Pro- oh, I'm so glad I married him. Amen. He, <laughs> promised you that. he did, he promised, he promised me that. that. He, promised he did, you. In Williams Park, you remember that? You told me, girl, I'm going to treat you so good. And he does. He do not bother me. Sometimes I'd be like, oh, maybe I should stop. I said, but he ain't said nothing. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but, he, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, just humble yourself. Say, God, teach me. I want to know. I want to walk in your way. I want you to do me good. I want to be glad, I want to be happy. I don't want to be in this situation anymore. I don't like feeling like this. I don't like looking like this. I don't like going to people for help. I don't like doing, God, teach me your way. And I'm gonna walk in it. Now, go to Proverbs uh, 2015, and I think I gave it to you in the Passion Translation. It says this. It says, you may have an abundance of wealth, piles of gold and jewels but there is something of far greater worth speaking revelation words of knowledge that's what we're going to tell the world when they come and they want to tell you how to do things i mean you won't listen to him that's where i was going you 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 know you despise what he's saying but then when some bless their heart You know, hustler, insurance person want to tell you about what to do with your money. When some shister at your job you've never met walks in and sits down in a meeting with you, he can tell you what to do with every dime of your check. Every dime, whatever you say. No, you can tell him you might have powers of money. Most times they don't. You might have jewels. But you know what? What comes from revelation knowledge has a far greater worth. Are far greater worth. So you humble yourself and say, "Lord, I'm a, I want to know Your way." World, shut up. Amen. Doctor, I don't want to hear nothing. Amen. I said, I don't want to hear nothing. That's right. That's right. Well, don't you know you need an annual? I don't need an annual. Nothing. Right. Well, don't your baby need the HPV shot? No, my baby don't need the HPV shot because she ain't doing nothing to get HPV. So no, and my son no. don't need it either because I've got them under lock and key. Come on. Okay. Come on what do you need that for? Oh, but just but you know but it's just responsible parenting no it's not
1: I'm gonna allow them
0: to inject you with something you know they did that in Tuskegee right I say you know they did that in Tuskegee right Gave black people syphilis you know that right intentionally right yes there are black women in North with the little oh come in. we have a new booster shot we want to give you all that's okay, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> well, what about meningitis? The new commercial that's out now, you need the, the, another series of the meningitis shot because you know they casually share drinks, no mind, no don't you casually share nothing. Don't you nothing. drink out of nobody, that's nothing. Right. And keep your lips to yourself, or on me, my cheek, or your daddy's cheek, and nobody else. All that can I know, whoa. Oh. All right? All right? So we, we're going to trust that God's revelation, knowledge, the words that this man of God, woman of God, people of God are speaking is a far greater worth. Number three, commit to doing what we are taught. Yes. He says, I'm going to walk in your ways. Commit to doing what you're taught. You want a strong front? You want a strong front line that nothing can get to you? Commit to doing it, whether you like it or not. I said whether you like it or not. Whether you get it or not. Whether your friends are doing it or not. Whether they're talking about you or not. Commit to doing it his way, all right? Now, number four. Be truthful about where you are currently. We gotta be truthful about where we are. We gotta sit down with God and say, you know what, God? I don't really believe like I said I believe. See, remember, you, number four, be truthful about where we currently are. We gotta be truthful about it. We gotta be truthful. You know, we just came out of this big marriage retreat. Husband and wife, sit down and be truthful yes. about where you are in faith. You know what? I'm struggling. We're divided on this thing, and it's not us divided. I'm divided. Because I keep hearing pastors say, do it this way. I keep hearing Dad Derber say, do it this way. But I just got to be honest. I'm struggling with it. And then you allow God to take you through the first three steps. Lord, teach me. I'm going to hear I'm gonna walk this thing out God I'm talking to you about this and nobody else and watch what happens watch how those arguments within yourself begin to stop and then when the arguments between yourself stop within you stop the arguments outside of you stop cuz he's not my enemy And I'm not his enemy, and what we're arguing about has nothing to do with what's going on out here. But I guarantee you, has everything to do with what's going on in here. If I'm struggling with God saying something to me, and He's got it, argument number one. But if we just, hey, God, man, show me, and you get it, hey, kids, sometimes you got to. Pastor told us sometimes we got to go to the kids. Hey, I I was divided on this thing. Pastor them told me years ago I should have da 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 dot. da. And I didn't. Da 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 dot. da Now here we are. Here we are. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna write this ship. I said we're gonna write this ship. Now it's gonna be hard. Things are gonna slide. Come on. It's not gonna be pretty. You might take on a little water, but don't worry about it, because once you right that ship, you're going to be just fine. But the key is, we got to get this thing back up on the water. Because laying sideways, at some point it's going down. I mean, there used to be a boat in Coquina Key that was laying for a long time. I think it's down. It's gone. Do you see what I'm saying? All right. Now, the last thing, and we're going to go home. Uh, I want to read Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verses 11 through 13 in the J.B. Phillips New Translation. See, because David, he had to ask for these things. But what he asked for, we already have. See, he needed God to come see him. Does that make sense? He needed God to to come see him. Abraham needed God to come see him. You know what I'm saying? All of our patriarchs, Moses needed God to come see him. When we, and I do, I get you know, touched by it when I see that God would speak to Moses face to face as a friend, speaks to a friend. And I I did a children's lesson and I wrote that and I was so excited like, oh my God, you know, he was Moses' friend and he spoke to him face to face and after I printed and had put him over there in the nursery Oh, a check came into me. He says, "Why are you so moved by that? Why are you so moved by Moses talking with me face to face when I took up a boat in you?" Right. Oh, but he saw your. He says, "But I live in you. I had to call him up to the mountain to talk." Right. Mm. That's good. I said he had to go up the mountain to talk. I can be by the seaside, in the bed, in the kitchen, doing laundry, walking the dog. I don't have a dog. I'll never have a dog. Maybe I will. No, no, no dog. We won't have a dog. No dog. dog. Uh -uh. (laughs) But you can talk to him at any time. At any time. I mean, at any time. But we got to want to talk to him. So Ephesians 4, we're talking about teaching. That Ephesians 4 talks about him giving us, you know, pastors and apostles and, and teachers. Let's read it real quick. His gifts to men were varied. Some he made his messengers, some prophets, some preachers of the Gospels. To some he gave the power to guide and teach his people. His gifts were made that Christians might, look at this, be properly equipped for their service, that the whole body might be built up until the time comes when, in the the unity of the common faith and common knowledge of the Son of God, we arrive at real maturity. The measure of development which is meant by the fullness of Christ. So, hey. Ask God to teach you. He's going to give you men and women of God to teach you, right? Now, go over to John chapter 14, verse 26 through 27. We're at the end. Look at this. So we've got men and women of God who teach us. They are our gifts. I said, they are our gifts. They are. Treat him like a give. Now, I'm, I'm serious about this. Now listen, people like Kenneth Copeland, and they'll sit and they'll watch all his stuff and download all his pretty pictures. I'm talking to us. You know, we, we download all his pretty pictures and, and we share all of his information. Partner with him. Treat him like a give. All that Keith Moore, you download, all those free CDs you, you listening to every month, partner with him. Dad, derby you sitting up and you watching all of that partner with him. You would got to trade him like a gift. How much partnership? That's between you talk to God about that. All right. So he's in us, the Holy Spirit is in us look at this, What the helper the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name look at this he will teach you how many things holy. and bring to your remembrance all things that i said to you 27 peace i leave with you my peace i give unto you that's the holy ghost i said that's the holy ghost so if you inside you got problems going on in the soul you're not united you know what he gives you peace and where is that peace right on the inside of you where's your teacher right on the inside of you. So we don't have to sit up and pray. Listen, we're New Testament. We're under a better covenant. David had to ask for God. All we have to do is turn. And that's change our mind about stuff. Say, okay, God, I've been doing this my way. Enough already. Let's say that, say enough already. Enough already. Sometimes you gotta tell yourself that, enough already. When you feel yourself getting all agitated, worked up, frustrated, bothered, well, you open your mouth around anybody. Enough already. Cause it's not them, That's right. it's you. We all work with somebody, there's always somebody in our life who never gets bothered. And we look at them and we say, "Oh, nothing ever upsets you. How are you so? Cause they refuse to go there. We are supposed to be those people who refuse to go there, right? Because we've got peace. I said because we've got peace. On the inside of us. We've got the Holy Ghost Teaching us. And sometimes he says, shh. Mm Shh. Shh. That's what he'll say. All right? Now, can I see that in the message Bible? Oh, watch this. Shh. That's what the Holy Ghost will say. Shh. Not another word. I'm leaving you. Look at this. Well, and. I'm leaving you what? Well and whole. God didn't leave. Christ didn't leave us here divided. Questions, doubts, unbelief, fear. No, I'm leaving you well and whole. That's my parting gift to you. Do you see that? Peace. I don't leave you the way you are used to being left. Feeling abandoned, bereft. So don't be upset, don't be distraught. Don't be upset, don't be distraught. Put up a united front. Last verse and I'm going home. Because I cook tonight, y'all. Yes. Yes. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. I'm going to read it from the uh, Passion Translation. I think I gave it to you all. The Passion Translation is really nice, guys. Oh, it's such a love. It's faith and it's just love laden. Oh, look at this. Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you with how much of your heart? All. All your heart. Not that divided heart we've been working with before, all right? With all your heart, rely on him to guide you, and he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do, and he will lead you wherever you go. Don't think for a moment that you know it all by humility and the fear of the Lord. Lord, unite my heart to fear you. Humility and the fear of the Lord, they're power twins. They are the original wonder twins. All right? Don't think for a moment that you know it all. For wisdom comes when you adore him, look at this, with undivided devotion, and avoid everything that's wrong. I said, for wisdom comes. Wisdom is a divine application, you know what to do. For wisdom comes when you adore him with undivided devotion. God, is not my way and the world's way. I love you with undivided devotion. So the moment that happens, the moment we say, God, unite my heart to fear you, and you understand that because you have the Holy Spirit, that's a done deal. I said, because you have the Holy Spirit, that's the done deal. Maybe we just need to spend a little more time being filled up. We need a fresh filling. We prayed that for you all on Tuesday. A fresh feeling for the people of this house. A fresh feeling. Because when the fresh feeling comes and the Holy Spirit's working, man, you're not divided. But when we allow ourselves to get low, we stop talking to God, we stop doing what he tells us to do, we're not committed to doing his ways, all of a sudden you look up and you're questioning everything. I mean, I've watched people who... Get to the place where they question whether or not passing. I love them. How do you question that? The same way they question God. You never have to question that. When we had the opportunity to be out, we're not going anywhere, and we have no favorites. Can I tell you something else? Neither does God. You so. <laughs> You are true. neither does God God doesn't bless one and leave the other one out God's not going to give this one wisdom and not give you wisdom God's not going to help you and not help that other that's not how it works but we got to settle these arguments amen? amen stand to your feet let's get ready to go home we bless your name oh God we're putting up a united front a united front a united front we're putting up Come on now. A line with no holes in it. We're taking a stance, a stance of faith. So stop running. Don't do any, don't make enough, don't do nothing else. Stop. Freeze. Freeze. Well, I gotta make a decision about nope. Freeze. Freeze. And talk to God. Freeze. Don't do stop. You're making it worse. Remember, Pastor at the beginning of well, a long time ago, he said the best way to get out of a hole is to stop digging. Just, just stop digging. Wow, right. Stop. Just sit down for a minute. I'm in a hole. Just sit down for a minute then. You know it's cool in the ground? Just sit down for a minute. It's cool down there. Just, you got to watch westerns when they fall in the well. <laughs> because he don't like westerns. I suffer through baseball, so he can watch a Western. But you know what I'm saying? Just sit down. I do just sit down in the well just sit down just sit don't do don't run don't let anything make you run don't make anything make you speak before time he'll tell you when to speak come on don't let anything make you react don't make it don't allow anything to let you lash out don't don't do no we're not well we better do something no you don't have to do nothing just chill Kenneth Copeland tells a story about his auntie getting sick. And his mom's like, we got to get to the hospital. We got to get to the hospital. Kenneth said, oh, wait a minute, because he was getting ready to run. He said, make me some eggs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kenneth, I ain't got time to make you. We need to go, auntie. Bed in the house. He said, make me some eggs. He said, it took me some time. Yeah. Okay, Kenneth, hurry up, eat the eggs. Let's go. He said, nope. Mm-hmm. I'm going to change my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ch- because he knew if I just jump. I'm going to jump all past God's wisdom and God's timing. So I'm just going, I'm not going, I'm not going to do nothing. Livia dropped on the ground. We did nothing. rate and sit down. I said, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Gather ourselves and went and had some lunch. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Chill. Lord God, we're putting forth a united front in you in your word we're drawing a line in the sand and we're calling Satan's bluff we know in your word right now that by humility and the fear of the Lord we have riches honor and life we know that our children are kept safe from any kind of snare any kind of danger thank you God that death can't touch us because we honor respect and revere you God we settle our souls down we unite our souls now in the name of Jesus we galvanize around the Word of God we thank you for the revelation knowledge that flows So freely in this house, God, it's of greater worth to us than all the world's jewels and money, all that they think they have. Your revelation, the words you speak, God, oh, they're of greater worth. So, God, we're thanking you now that from tonight on, our primary focus is to settle all the arguments in our heart by your spirit. We thank you, God, that you're helping us. Thank you for the Holy Ghost which is our helper, our paraclete, walking right alongside of us, teaching us and guiding us into all truth. God, we'll let you work. We're getting out of the way. We're coming down off of our high horses, oh God. We're humbling ourselves and we're submitting ourselves unto you tonight. And we thank you that when we look up, Father God, we will be standing on the winner's mount. God, knowing that we have won in you and because of you. We thank you for that tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah hallelujah bless god thank you jesus